want to say thank you again to Jeff since following him in October on Instagram and YouTube. I haven't had a bite incident with my own dog and have helped so many people with their own dogs. Lindsay, that makes me happy. Nice. That makes me happy. Owning a biting dog sucks. I have a lot of empathy for people that have to surrender their dogs because of biting. And I know a lot of folks are like, how can anybody ever give up their dog? It's like, you know what? Come to my fucking training center. Let me show you some of the dogs we work with. Let's see how long they last in your house. You'd be fucking giving these dogs up like in about 30 minutes. We deal with some really difficult dogs. And a lot of folks send their dogs to us, but some people don't have the budget or they're not geographically close enough. And we have dogs that come in from, we had a dog that came in from California here. They come in from Texas. They come in from Canada. But a lot of people can't do that. And that doesn't mean they don't love their dog. Like the people that take their dogs to us don't love their dogs any more or less than the people that don't take their dogs to us. They don't. They just have the financial resources and um, they're, clo- they're, they're, they're geographically close. And some people are like, well, if it meant a lot to you, you'd pay for it. Well, I don't know about that. Like not too many people have an extra three to $5,000 lying around. And that doesn't make you a bad dog owner if you don't. That's why we put out so many free resources out there. But I have a lot of empathy for folks that have to put down a dog because of aggression or, or surrender their dog because of aggression. Because if I had a dog that was biting my kids, I couldn't keep it. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I care way more about human life and safety than a dog, especially when it's my own fucking family. So... I got huge empathy. So for folks that are stopping biting, kudos to you. Next. We're live. Another, 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 another YouTube live. What's tonight? Saturday? Saturday night? It is Saturday night. How is everybody? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. And we've got a great show tonight. It's, um, we do this every single, oh gosh, what do we do at every single point? Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, um, mm-hmm. religiously, um, we've been doing uh, this show. So on the format of this show, it's a Q&A show. And what you will do is you will ask questions, and then I will give answers. Most of the questions that I ask tend to need, oh, I don't know, an hour, two hours, three hours for folks to actually get a good answer or a five-week board and train. But I like to give folks just a good, um, quick um, helpful um, uh, protocol or a tip um, to do it. Normally, we don't give out tips because we just have training. Um, if you're not familiar with who I am and what I do, again, my name is Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training. I've got a training facility up in Providence, Rhode Island, and we specialize in specialize in aggression rehab. So we spend a lot of time getting rid of bad behaviors, um, dog aggression, human aggression. Are you gonna, do you need Kleenex at all? No. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. You're going to use your sleeve? Here, you can use a barker. I'll just like sit here in silence. <laughs> you, can just, you can use the barker to wipe your nose <laughs> if you want to. Um, Let's put a paper bag over my head. And, that yeah. one, there'll be, no, there'll, be, there'll be boogers all over the front. It'll look like a, if you fold it in <laughs> half and then go like this, it'll look like a butterfly. Um, I'm going to be using the word punishment a lot in tonight's show because I do it in every single show where folks want to know how to stop an unwanted behavior. And the reason why um, we talk about that is because you'll notice that the questions are, Jeff, how do you stop? Jeff, how do you stop? Jeff, how do you stop? And 
um, in order to stop an unwanted behavior, you need to properly apply punishment. On the flip side, in our training center, we probably spend 90% of our time just rewarding dogs for for good stuff. Because um, once the bad behavior is stopped, which happens um, pretty quickly on a lot of things, um, aggression is a little bit different. Um, well, then you have to train the dog what you want it to do. But usually the first step for unwanted behavior stuff is to stop the unwanted behavior and then do the training. And a lot of people, what they're doing is they're trying to sort of obedience train their dogs out of bad behaviors, which there is a component to that as well. But the core thing is you've got to stop the unwanted behavior. Um, So you'll hear me talk about that as far as punishment um, tools we use. I'm a huge fan of just about everything. Um, we clicker train dogs, we food train dogs. We, um, we use remote collars and prong collars. We use bonkers. I've talked about the bonker a lot. The bonker is like a really, really good training tool to use. It's a rolled up towel. Um, so let's just get going right into the show. Guys, ask your questions. I don't know what's going on tonight, but there's, I don't know. Tonight's a good, um, uh, tonight's a really good time to ask questions because there's not a lot of people on tonight's show for some reason. So let's get going. All right, Melissa. Hello, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Melissa. Kira. Hi, guys. Happy Saturday. Can you recommend any trainers in Canada for a boarding train? Thanks. Well, that's a big ass fucking country up there. I mean, <laughs> what part of Canada are you in? Prince Edward Island? Are you like, I mean, help me out here. Are you in Montreal? Are you in Toronto? Are you in BC? Um, I mean, there's a couple of people that I can do, but either way, what I would recommend is just go into your go into your city, like I mean, into the internet, and where it says, you know, just type in the name of your city and then dog trainers, um, and then find them, and then go to their websites, go to their Facebook page, go to their YouTube page, go to their Instagram page, see if they have a blog, and start seeing if you sort of align with some of their. Um, methodology. What I will say is you want to stay away from anybody that says they're force free or positive reinforcement only. Um, um, uh, Anybody that says never say no to your dog. Um, You want to stay away from folks like that unless you just like, actually, I don't even know why you would even do that for anything. I mean, yes, you can, you know, obviously you can obedience train your dog. The problem is they're going to ignore all the bad behaviors. They're going to ignore all the bad behaviors. So that's a good way to just find a dog trainer anywhere, actually. Next. Uh, Lindsay. <laughs> good night, Angela. Good night, Papa. Don't like don't um, if you feel something pointy. It's, that's my, my toy chicken, chick, chicken <laughs> Good night. You have your pajamas on? Um, yes. No, no, not yet. All right. All right. Didn't have any dogs. All right. <clears throat> All right, Lindsay, working with a dog that gets out of the house sometimes. What? Working with a dog that gets out of the house sometimes and runs when chased. Began keeping him out of the room with the door to avoid that. Owner has been dealing with this for years, for four years. With enough recall repetitions, is it possible to break the cycle of chase me, serious kennel protocols, and keeping him on leash when not kenneled? Practicing place duration now as well. Well, Lindsay, the way to stop that is teach a really good recall. And it's not necessarily duration. I mean, repetition. Yes, you have to do lots of repetitions of anything in order to get a dog proficient in, um, in, in, in the job. But what you're going to do is you need to also teach that the word no. And I would highly suggest remote collar training the dog because then you've got a way to have a conversation with the dog. I mean, you can stop chasing with a remote collar in five seconds without any training whatsoever. 
You just make it suck for the dog to run away from you. If anything, the dog will run its ass back into the house really quick once it feels discomfort or to like hit the ground and you'll be able to catch the dog, but that's not dog training. Um, so what I would say is just do proper recall, train proper recall. Guys, you actually can train your dog to do just about everything like that you really need to do. And I'm not talking about like, oh, go shopping for you and do online banking. What I'm saying is it's not that difficult. It does take time, but the concept of taking an out of control dog to recall to you instantly is doable for 99.9% of dogs out there. Every single dog that has a good recall out there, most likely at one point was out of control. So when you see my dogs recalling and they turn on a dime, like they immediately turn on a dime. Like if you've ever seen me work girl around other dogs and she's putting too much pressure on a dog and I just make a sound or I just say her name, you see her immediately break off instantly from the pressure. We showed that this week. Like that took, it takes work. Like work was put in, work was put into it. Hundreds of repetitions. We've done it thousands of times. So so yes, you can do it. Of course you could. And if you can't, then you're just not doing it right. And that's not to diss you or to shame you or anything like that. But it's like, I highly doubt this dog is so unique that it can't be trained a good recall. Um, and you'll, you'll always hear people that are like, well, greyhounds and sight hounds. And, you know, like, no, they all can be trained on recall. Next. <clears throat> Laura Barnes says, hey, guys. Hey, Laura, how are you? Melissa said she didn't get a notification. Oh, Maybe because we're putting up too much stuff. Maybe that's why. That's interesting. Maybe we're loading up too many videos. Remember, if we load up too many videos um, at once, notifications stop. That's weird. Yeah. Obviously, people aren't getting notifications. Next. Laura, how do you go about shaping sit and down? Six-month-old GSC is a leaner. And when I ask him to sit to wait for his release to go outside, leans against the wall. He is also hesitant to down unless lured. Okay. So, Laura, so watch my videos, my free videos on how to teach sit and how to teach down. And um, it's with Lee, we started with leash pressure. If you wanna use a lure, use a lure, and then you do leash pressure, um, and we switch over to remote pressure. But even if you didn't use a remote collar, at some point you wanna use compulsion. And compulsion is, boom, a, a leash pop. And you use compulsion when the dog doesn't do it when you know it does it. So when the dog starts resisting, you motivate it to do it. So compulsion works. Now there's people that do compulsion only. We're not compulsion only, but once a dog knows a command and is has selective hearing or is slow, you give it a little bit of motivation. Now you don't need to use food because you already used food to shape or to reward the behavior. Now it's time to hold the dog accountable. Like we've done food a lot. Like you know what the command is. Because if I had food, you'd fly down into a down. But if I don't have food, you won't. Therefore, now I really didn't train train a command. I trained technically like a trick that only gets paid. So no, like this is the real world. I'm expecting you to do a down. Uh, dog should always be on a leash too. So you can actually have some control over it. Next. Kerry, I have a Rottweiler. How do I become the pack leader? That's a very, very broad general question. How about this? Don't become the pack leader. Like throw that term out the window. And that's not against any dog trainer or TV personality or any theory that repeats that command. But it's like, you don't need to be the pack leader. You just, 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 just be a good dog owner. So 
if you what you need to do is start not letting your dog get away with anything and train your dog what you want it to do. So every dog should have a basic command repertoire of sit, down, place, walk nicely on a leash, recall on command, go into a crate, shut up in a crate, stop barking, riding in a car, not um, running around when I don't want you to run around, um, no growling, no, you know, no guarding of bowls or resources or bones. Um, those are some basics that every dog should have. And what you do is you start training those. You can do them all at once if you want, or one at a time. Um, the dog doesn't have to be proficient in each one before you move on to the next one. You can spend, you know, half an hour a day on each one if you want to, but it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle. Uh, don't have your dog just roam around free. Just don't have your dog roam around the house free. Don't do that. It serves no purpose whatsoever to have your dog roaming around your home um, with, unless it's, especially if one that isn't trained. So that's how you do it. Don't put up with shit from your dog. And that's not by being, you know, yelling and screaming and forceful. Like every time you talk about rules and structure, this isn't addressed to you, Carrie, but this is the conversation. People are like, oh, well, I don't want to be dominant. It's like, well, actually, yes, you do. Because you're dominant over your children. Correct? Aren't we? We're hopefully dominant over our finances. Correctly? Correct? Like, aren't we? Like dominant isn't a bad word. Dominant means what? In charge, leading, making decisions, not being a follower. Like it's okay to be dominant. Now that doesn't mean you like most people have a negative association though with dominance because they had parents or bosses or teachers who who actually were verbally or physically abusive to them and treated them like shit. So they have this association that dominance is bad. And that's the last, or usually sometimes 90% of my, 90% of my, uh, uh, of my audience is historically female. So I'll flip it into a, to the female male relationship. And I have a lot of women that are, um, that are gay is, is followers and clients. So they, that doesn't fit into that. I'm using it as just as an example. So don't take offense. Um, but they've had an abusive husband or boyfriend, whether that was verbally or physically. So as soon as you say dominance, that's like the last thing they want to do. So there actually is a lot to that actually concept. Like that whole concept that I just described is actually humongous. And that's what keeps owners actually from becoming good dog owners because they don't want to be their abusive husband, abusive boyfriend, abusive parent, abusive boss. So what do they do? They feel that only love and affection and permission is going to build the relationship. And that's actually the best way to destroy the relationship because your dog doesn't give a fuck about those concepts. Like your dog doesn't understand those concepts. This is what the dog understands. Oh, I'm allowed to get away with this stuff. I'm going to do it because it makes me happy. So running the fence line makes the dog happy. Snapping and barking at strangers makes the dog happy. Not listening to my owner's commands makes me happy. So what you want to, so there is no, it's not a bad word. So I don't know how I got down that path, but um, it's a really important point, actually. Actually, if you thought it was an important point, 
feel free to give me a thumbs up and also make sure you subscribe to the channel and then you um, uh, uh, hit your notifications, which didn't work tonight, but they do. Uh, also at the very bottom, there's a dollar sign. That's for the super chat button. And if you hit that, your question goes right up to the top. But probably tonight, you don't need to do that if you want your question read quick, because we're going to get through the question. So don't do it if you're trying to get your question read, save your money. But um, unless you want to just, if you benefited from our tons of free videos and you want to throw us a little bit of cash, that's something that YouTube has set up for creators like ourselves who create content and give it away for free. Next. Kaylee J, been working my dog all week with his whining when he knows I'm taking him for a walk. Happy to report he hasn't whined in days, and we're going to continue to work on it and prove it. So, Kaylee J, I'm super proud of you. That's really incredible. And it just goes to show how just a bunch of free information and then someone like Kaylee J listening to it and then doing it works. And every day, today, I probably got about good a good 15 well-written, like if you're not writing me a well-written thank you, don't worry about it. I appreciate it and I love it. But really well-written, long format um, uh, 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 emails and direct messages saying like, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me about the bonker. Oh my gosh, thank you for telling me about the prong cower. Oh, thank you for doing that. Like It's like, it's working. And these are folks that I've talked to um, not talk to just like that have just seen my free content. So that's the cool thing. Next. Stephanie corrected high for running fence at neighbor dog. She now will run to me or porch after correction, but will stand and bark corrected for that, but will sit looking nervous and bark still. What next? Correct the bark or use the bonker. So the cool thing is this, Stephanie, we're, we're fixing things in stages. So you went from, Running the fence with a neighbor's dog, I'm not sure how long that was going on for, but you stopped that instantly. Kudos. It worked. Um, dog runs to you on the porch, which is great. Um, standing and barking, okay. And now sitting and barking. What I want you to do next is you'll say, no, take the bonker, bonk. Yes, you can bonk for barking obnoxiously. And there will be a lot of folks that are out there that are, I always like to give as many different sides of the story as possible because I've been working with the general public for, I don't know, I'm 53. I started working with the public when I was six years old. So I've, I've learned a lot about human behavior. Um, so what happens is a lot of folks then, one of the conversations will say, um, but I want my dog to bark sometimes. When? My question is when? When do you want your dog to bark? When somebody comes on my property that's not supposed to be there, who is this person? Who is this person? It's not the UPS person. It's not the mail person. Well, I want to know when I'm getting a delivery. Okay, get a doorbell. You know, get a sign that says ring the doorbell when you pack, do a delivery. So we don't really want our dogs to bark that much. And, and, there, and don't read the headlines. There's not that much crime going on that we think. If you read the headlines, we're all in danger. We're all in danger. But... The data says that a lot of crime is going down. Next. Uh, D. Schnuel. Yep. I hope I said that right. Yep. If not, it sounded cool. Have a miniature poodle owner that I oh, bred. She yeah. is having. Schnuel's got a poodle. Schnuel has a poodle. Yeah. Nice. Um, have a miniature poodle owner that I bred. She is having a terrible time dealing with barking at going at other dogs when walking or within her fenced yard. Suggestions for her? E-collar? Yeah. I mean, so here's a great, here's a great, um, here's a great example is that um, how do you stop a dog from barking when it's off leash running your fence line? 
your front yard or your backyard? How do you stop a dog from barking? Remote collar is great for that. The walk, train your dog how to properly heal next to you. So we love prong collars. I've got a free video on how to fit it. How to, and you, don't, you don't have to use a prong collar. I personally don't care what tool you use, but if the tool you're using isn't working, I'll then help you get figure out what does work. But to me, the prong collar is the simplest, easiest, most effective, and actually gentlest is barbaric as they look training tool out there for your average dog owner. It just, it just absolutely is. It is. Um, uh, and then if the dog is walking at a proper heel, if it barks, you would say no. Give it a leash pop. You make it suck. The dog understands the value of the word no. Next. Uh, Kira, anywhere in Canada is fine, but located in Saskatchewan. Can't find much, but positive only trainers. Yeah, it's because Canada's filled with positive only trainers. Most of the country is 90% of dog trainers are positive only. That's why folks like me will always have job security. That's why my seminars do really well. Give a give J- J- Josh and Justine a call up in Collingwood. So if you look at my Collingwood, Ontario seminar, go to Jeff Gelman, jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Click on the Collingwood one and you'll see who's hosting it. You can always reach out to them. Um, I know there's some people in the t- Toronto area. I know there's some people in the Montreal area, um, um, you know, farther west of Toronto, there's not, there's really not as, there's not as many though. Next. And I'm, so, I'll, but I will be in BC. I'll be, um, um, in, I'm not sure when, and I'll be in Collingwood and I'm not sure when, but I'm going to be in, I don't know the dates. I just know we've got a seminar coming up in Florida, a seminar coming up in Seattle. And those are the only dates that I know And March is in Providence. So February 2nd, the weekend of the 2nd is in Florida. The weekend of the 9th is in Seattle. And then mid-March is, um, uh, uh, the Providence one, which, I think working spots are just about sold. I think there's one ticket left for, for. And didn't you add more? Yeah. Yeah. I opened up more. Yeah. Next. Marnie cool dog. Hi guys. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for the, um, the mug. If anyone wants to know Marnie cool dog, if you go to our Instagram account, you'll see Marnie cool dog there with her coffee cup and her cool. What would Jeff do coffee cup as well as her, um, her t-shirt next. Um, comp create. Hi guys. Jeff, turn up the heat. Poor Joelle is always wearing a hat and jacket. Um, she does that more for a fashion statement than anything else. Yeah, I don't feel like doing my hair. Yeah, so it's more of a fa- <laughs> it's more of a fashion statement than anything and I'm else. Always cold anyway. And, and then also, I turned the I did turn the heat up. It set at fifty nine degrees, and that's Fahrenheit. Um, it's fifty nine degrees Fahrenheit, which I think is plenty warm enough, considering that it's probably about thirteen degrees outside. And this is a six-bedroom home, and um, it's my utility bill here is are, is here is very expensive. So I've got a fifty-nine is fine, and I tell people just to put a jacket on if they're cold. But she does it for pure fashion. Next, <laughs> Nicole. At what point do you give your dog the chance to make a good bad choice after training, working to stop dog reactivity? When give the dog the chance to decide to turn away and not react? Well, at the beginning, Nicole, you don't you you would give them a split second time to not react, and then you start giving the dog more freedom of choice. So, what's the timeline look like? Read the dog. Some dogs, after one good correction, just go, "Oh, there's a dog. Nope, there's my owner. There's a dog. There's my owner." They'll do it immediately. When other dogs are staring, you have to stop the staring when it comes to um, leech reactivity. So we stop the staring, uh, and then eventually we 
um, the dog just like defaults and looks looks to us. So right now the dog can't handle it. The dog can't handle the sight of something. Next. Stephanie, have 402 e-collar model. It, I want to stim, oh, if I want to stim both dogs at the same time, can you hold down both buttons or do you have to tap one after the other? You one after the other, I'm pretty sure. If you, t- if you did, if you did both buttons at the same time, I think you would boost the first one you hit. So I think that's a way to boost it. Boost it. If you ha- hold down the black button, if, for people that are not familiar with the 402, it's an e-collar technology makes a remote collar. It's the the base model is the E400, which is a little bit strong, a little bit bigger than the E300. Um, and the 402 makes it a two-dog unit. So if you hit the black button and a split second after you hit the red button, I believe what you're doing is boosting the black button. So you just tap, 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 tap. Next. Laura. Six-month-old GSD growls when my husband tries to pick up his food bowl, even when empty, um, but has no issue for me to touch it when he's eating. Going to teach out command, but should I also do e-collar protocol to correct for the resource guarding towards my husband? Yeah, what you do, yes, yes, and yes. Teach the verbal out, and then teach the nonverbal out. And the nonverbal out is this. Human approaches the bowl, dog backs up, no discussion. It becomes a default command. So the approaching human, the approaching hand, you don't have to say a word. The dog just backs up. I don't recommend children pick up dog bowls while dogs are eating them. And I actually personally don't pick up dog bowls when dogs are eating them either. <laughs> but I'll plus my dogs eat so damn fast, like it's not going to happen. So, but what I do is I, I will absolutely teach the out command. Um, and you should be able to back away, back your dog away. I was I did a phone consult with somebody this week. And they've been working on resource guarding and they've been sticking their hand in the dog's food bowl while it's eating or, or you know, and, and I'm like, how long have you been doing that for? Oh, we do it almost every night or a couple of times, a, three, four times a week. I'm like, you know what? Just to let you know, I've never stuck my hand in my dog's food bowl while it's eating ever. I could, I just never have because I find that to be like annoying like why would we want to? Why do we want to do that with our dogs? If anything, that would train resource guarding. I've seen that happen. I've seen the dog get agitated and bite. The dog was doing fine until you. The dog will let you take the food bowl away, and then also touching while it's eating. Now, I can touch my dogs while they eat, but why would you want to? Why would you want to touch your dogs while they eat? Why can't we just leave our dogs eat in peace? You know, what's the point of doing that? Now, getting your dog familiar with touch, that's a different protocol. But when it's eating its meal, here's your food. I'll see, like, in my, with my dogs, I'll see you in 20 seconds. So my dogs eat raw. They eat it pretty quick, unless it's a frozen, like a frozen um, chicken quarter, which takes time. Or a turkey neck that's frozen, which takes time. But all their other food, when I feed them their pork and their beef um, and all their uh, their um, uh, uh, organ meat, that's like, I mean, it gets, you know, it gets eaten. It gets eaten really, really fast. So, um, but t- definitely train the default out next. Um, Calm Create. Got mini educator on Friday. Watch your dishwasher episode. Did stim on 45. Dog yelped and move away. Came back two more times, same stim she learned. Was stim too low? Yeah, I would. For dishwasher protocols, I go all the way up to, to 100. So what's the dishwasher protocol? 
dishwasher protocol is um, dogs get in the dishwasher. Dishwasher is open. They get in the dishwasher. They start. They start looking. Um, they start looking at the um, uh, uh, licking the the plates. And which number one is unhealthy. There's many foods that are poisonous to dogs. Just look onto, you know, just Google. Jeff, what foods are poisonous to dogs? Like Google. What dogs, what dog, it'll tell it'll tell you. Like it'll tell you. Somebody asked me the other day, what what's vitamin D for with the dogs? I get my dogs vitamin D, and I'm like, okay, let me give you an exact answer. I went to Google and I asked Google. Google told me, <laughs> and then I wrote it in the comment. It's like, like you could do that. It's not, it's I, it's not a, it's not a secret, guys. It, it, there's no secrets out there. I, I don't mind the interaction. I love the banter, um, but it's always good to read all the information because when I went to the page, it's like, holy shit, this is like you know, I don't, page after page of vitamin the benefits of vitamin D. Um, so, uh, and then what happens is when you approach the dog when it's eating, it's licking the dishwasher. Dogs can turn on you. They can turn on you. So now you have a major problem. So what do you do when a dog gets in the dishwasher? You set it up. And this is what we do. Open up the dishwasher. Have lots of plates in there with food. Roll the rack out. Have the dog go in there. Have the dog lick the food. Be in the other room. Hold the button down for three seconds. The highest level. Nobody should enjoy it at all. It's not pretty. Nobody should be bragging about, oh, yeah, I just shocked the shit on my dog. It's like, no. It's a necessary thing you need to do, just like um, rattlesnake training. It's a necessary thing, and it sucks. It's not enjoyable. But it, it, does it hurt the dog? Damn right it does. Does it hurt it permanently? No, it does not. It's like one and done after you've let go of the button. Does it ruin the relationship with you and the dog? No, it does not. What does it do? Keeps the dog away from the dishwasher. Now, funny story. I'm at my in-laws house down in Florida. It's Christmas. They're TV watchers. They're the kind of family that always has their TV on all day long. It was America's Funniest Videos Marathon. We don't watch TV in the Gelman household here. So it was on all day long. It was like the pet episode. 90% of that funny stuff in my think is I'm like, Jesus Christ, people are laughing at that shit. And they're fucking telling me I'm mean. It's like, whoa, that's pretty mean. But anyway, when you install a dishwasher into your home, you, it slides in. That's what she said. It slides in and you have to secure it with usually screws. So um, it stays in because what happens is if you don't, when the door is open and if you put pressure on the bottom of the door towards the ground, the dishwasher will tilt over. Correct? Correct. So what happened was they were filming this. They thought it was funny. The dog gets into the dishwasher. The dishwasher was not properly installed. The dishwasher hits the ground, the top rack comes flying out, hits the dog, scares the shit out of the dog, oh and God. the dog runs away. Everybody laughs. The audience laughs, and it actually, I don't know if it won, but it was like, it was on national TV as an America's Funniest Video. Now, what's the difference between the amount of fear that dog felt there than what we do to keep dogs out of the dishwasher? None whatsoever. Fear is fear. Now, well, Jeff, the shock hurt the dog more. Did it though? Did it? Did the dog stay away from the dishwasher after that? Maybe. So that means it worked. That's all that matters. Next. All right, Laura. 
How do I go about correcting a six-month-old GSD for running up and bashing into me with toys if I'm on the couch? He doesn't understand personal space, and it's pissing me off. Use the bonker. Say no. Bonk the dog. Next. Melissa says, oh, she posted your seminar dates and info. Oh, thanks. Nicole says. Laura, this isn't your personal show, hon. What are you talking about? Laura's got 30 questions. Next. So? Keep asking, Laura. I'm busting your balls, Laura. Oh, my Next. God. Are you new? You're so rude. <laughs> oh, my God. Nicole says 59 degrees. Oof. Yep. Uh, Rob Little. Yeah, I know. That's hot, isn't it? Next. <laughs> How do levels compare between educator and Dogtra? You said other brands can run hot, but do you feel 127 on Dogtra is 27 points higher than 100 max on educator? I, um, or, can I finish, please? Yes, I'm thinking a lot. Or like age is 53, just a number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't done 127 and 100 at the same exact moment in time to let you know. Let's test it. We could me. we could test it on me. I think they're both going to suck on me no matter what. And they're both going to suck on the dog. So I don't know. I actually, I actually don't know. And also when it comes to those high levels, it, you know, the, so the, the, the question is you'd have to hook it up to a meter. So you'd have to hook it up to a meter. So you talk to Greg. Talk to Greg at Ecower Technologies. Ask him; he can actually show you on a uh, like on a, a graph what the levels actually correspond to. Next, Comp Create found working stim is ten for my six-month-old Griffin. How do mm-hmm. I find the proper correction stim level for non-act of God correction? Um, you you just play it by ear. You play it by ear. There's no there's no formula. You know, it all depends. What what does the dog respond to? And also, what's the environmental at the moment? So the more environmental, the higher the level. So meaning the more distractions, the higher the level has to be. So you're looking at like anywhere from, um, you know, it could be 20 today. It could be 50 tomorrow. It could be 30 inside. It could be 80 outside. It could be 30 outside. But when there's another dog around, it could be 80. When there's a squirrel around, it could be 100. You know, it's these are numbers. These are numbers. So what I do is this. Don't worry about the number. Look at the dog. Look at the number afterwards for reference points. Next. Flipper Swooper, what do you do if you give a dog a recall command and he gets confused and goes into a down stay? Do you still give the break command or is it just no punisher come? Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And you should have the dog on a long line. Next. And do more repetitions. Are you done? Are you sure? Next. Laura. Six-month-old GSD, is it okay to leave the e-collar on overnight, put it on halfway through the night at potty break to use in the morning when pup wakes up and barks before I'm ready to get up? Or should I just wake up at 4.30 and walk or work out like you guys do? Um, Laura, I'm a huge advocate of folks getting up at 4.30 and 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm a huge advocate of that. What I say is this. Get up at 4.30. That doesn't mean you have to walk your dog. Just get up at 4.30 and do shit. So... If you're being serious about that, I would say to get up at 4.30, work out, take your dog for a walk, and realize how much you can get done before the rest of the world wakes up. Next. Uh, Stephanie, can you do same out command e-collar protocol with Chews? My dog does not guard her bowl, but does guard it if I give her something to chew on. Yeah, I do. I I use out for everything. I use out for um, get out of here, like literally leave my space. I use out for releasing a ball that we're playing fetch, out for releasing a tug, out for, you know, releasing a bite sleeve. I use out for um, if the dog 
Um, actually, if the dog, if any of my personal dogs were guarding something, it would be no. The word would be no. So once they start guarding, I'm doing no punisher next. But if I want the dog to move away, it's out. Next. Karen, GSC lover. Hi, guys. Dog was e-collar corrected, leash reactivity, and pushy behavior and does okay for a while. Now I'm back to old behaviors. The cycle keeps repeating. What am I missing or is he just stubborn? Thanks. Um, I don't know. I don't know how what the, what the distance is, the length of time between the dog being being, you know, when he, when he's going back to Groundhog Day to Ground One, um, it's possible that there's lack of consistency, and it's possible that there's um, lack of repetitions, and then also the consequence is not high enough. So I would, I would, what I would do is I would don't just jump to the consequence is not high enough. I'd be like, how many reps have you done, and are you being consistent? And then also, what. What does the rest of the day look like? So I always talk about that too. It's like, guys, what's the rest of the day look like? Right now, I know we're talking about getting rid of specific behaviors, but just to keep everybody in, in, I'm a huge advocate of structure, huge advocate of proper diet. I feed raw. You don't have to feed raw. If you want to feed raw, just go to pet.nutrition on Instagram and jump on their page. Um, They're really, really nice folks. And then also, um, I like structured exercise. I like dogs doing learning a task and play. Um, I like to include my dogs. I've got three of my dogs up here right now lying down next to me um, in place. Um, uh, uh, but obviously, we talk a lot about like just these stopping these one one thing. So the more structure you have in every part of your life, the better off the overall commands are going to be. Next. Um, Leesboro, just beginning... Working inside, three-year-old dog using prong, watching videos, overwhelmed, haven't started e-collar yet. When do I use momentary versus continuous? Um, for, uh, for for obedience commands of training, everyone has a different training style when it comes to remote collars. Um, so that you can do, we do pressure on, pressure off. So when we're doing a working level of down, you can watch our videos. We would say down, we would do leash pressure and remote pressure at the same time. And then the dog commits, we let go. Eventually, what we do is we stop using the leash. We say down, remote pressure, dog lies down, we let go. So it's pressure on until you lie down. And then we stop after a bunch of reps. We stop doing prompting and we just go to Nick correction for noncompliance. That's just, that's one way we use the difference between Nick and continuous. Some people don't use continuous. They nick, 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 until the dog does the command. Next. Uh, Laura Barnes says, making the most of the quiet show, Jeff. Laura, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to answer your question. Thank you. Flipper Swooper, can I use pressure on, pressure off on the e-collar to get a better heel for both on and off leash? One of my dogs is pushy and checks in with me, but still goes out ahead. Tried heel tap to chest. Yes, you can. You can do remote collar healing is pressure on, pressure off. Once the dog knows it, it would be momentary high for forging ahead. But first teach the dog what you want. Um, Concrete, have really large yard, but not fence. Want to have dog running room. Your thoughts on e-fence? Um, so I, 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 I don't know enough. I know what an e-fence is, but I'm far from, um, I don't train on them. Um, I know the downfall is that it doesn't keep things out as well as dogs can and do often run through them. Knowing they're going to be shocked at a very high level, they still run through them. Why? Because something on the other side is way more attractive. And it could be something like, it could be anything. It could be, you know what? 
I like that leaf blowing over there or rabbit, squirrel, moose, you know, elk, deer, you know, anything, bear cub. Like, I mean, you'd be surprised what dogs will chase. Skunk, ugh, next. Uh, Montana, six pound Yorkie snaps at dogs who get in her face. What should I do? Also, all your videos have really helped me with my pity's recall and place command. Thank oh, you. Awesome. So I, we, I need a little bit more context, Montana. So in other words, I'm a big advocate of advocating for dogs. So there's a couple of things you can do. If you're walking your dog and a dog comes up to your dog, I'm not a big fan of dogs meeting on walks. So that I don't like. If your dog is walking around aimlessly in the house or in your backyard and your dog or a friend's dog walks up to it, another one, and gets in its face and the dog snaps, I would say no and I'd bonk the dog. Like that's not acceptable behavior. Don't hit your brother. Don't hit your sister. Do you know what I mean? So um, what would, but if, if, I mean, I'm not against, I am against snapping per se, but, but if that's the way this little Yorkie wants to object, it's just going to get its ass kicked one day and it'll end up dead because another dog will go, bump. doesn't take much to kill a Yorkie. It breaks their neck in seconds. So um, I would tell that dog to walk away instead of picking a fight. Next. Um, Laura would love to see a vlog type video from you guys demonstrating the type of structure structure you recommend for dogs. Um, well, Laura, so I talk about it all the time, like constantly I talk about it. Just like, just like the breadcrumbs have been laid. The breadcrumbs have been laid. Just think about structure in our own lives. Just look at it that way. Like, what do you, what do you want your dog to do? Well, Jeff, I'm sitting, here's a good example. So Laura, what are you doing right now? Hopefully you're not having sex and watching this show and typing because then you got some mad fucking skills and you should make your own damn videos. Um, but say you're just sitting at your desk or you're watching TV. You know what's really cool? So many people are watching our uh, this show on a smart TV. It's like really cool. So, hey, everybody that's watching it on YouTube, on your TV, your smart TV. Um, Laura also says she's wearing a What Would Jeff Do hoodie and Boss is on place again. Doing great. Bingo. Congratulations. Thanks for the shout out. She went to whatwouldjeffdo.com, bought herself a hoodie. Laura, did you get a did you get a photo of that hoodie into us yet? Take a photo of yourself. We'll post it. We'll post it. We'll post it. All right. Or put it up on your Instagram account. So here's a great example. Laura, you're what you're doing the show. You're watching the show, interacting with the show, and your dog's in place. That's structure. Preparing, eating, and cooking of your meals. Dogs in dogs in place. You're reading a book. You're on the computer. You're watching TV. Dog's in place. You go for a structured walk. You do structured play, off-leash play. Like, have it. Just, just, it's just like, this is what we're doing, and this is my level of expectations for you while I'm doing this. So I want dogs to live in the human world. Next. Um, Shalanda. Hi, J times two. <laughs> Jeff, thank you for the Skype session today. Both myself and John will be attending your seminar in March with our dogs. Can't wait to work with you and help John and Apollo. Shalanda, proud of you. I think I saw your ticket. I think you might have bought the last next to two. I think I'll have to check. There might be one left. Yeah, I saw your order come in today. Good thing you grabbed those. Next. Laura is laughing. Good. Uh, Comp Create, can I buy a cheat sheet from you with commands and instructions for each and recommend order to introduce them to the dog? How many to do per day? How many reps, et cetera? Uh, we don't have the, we, I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything. You can do a Skype session with me. Like I have nothing written down like that. So do a Skype session with me and we'll go over it. We'll go over it. 
So you're better off doing that. You can go to, what, uh, what would you have to go to? SolidK9Training.com. Go to the shop part where the shopping cart, you can actually purchase a 30 or 60 minute Skype session. It comes into me, comes into Jessica. Jessica then will um, email you a time and then you'll do a Skype just like Shalanda did today. Next. Hmm. Um, Laura, she says, thank you, Joelle. And yes, posted it on Boss's IG story, but we'll post and send. Nice. You missed Lindsay. I did? I yep. thought I just read that one. Nope. I'm sorry. Okay. Lindsay says, want to say thank you again to Jeff since following him in October on Instagram and YouTube. I haven't had a bite incident with my own dog and have helped so many people with their own dogs. Lindsay, that makes me happy. Nice. That makes me happy. Owning a biting dog sucks. I have a lot of empathy for people that have to surrender their dogs because of biting. And I know a lot of folks are like, how can anybody ever give up their dog? It's like, you know what? Come to my fucking training center. Let me show you some of the dogs we work with. Let's see how long they last in your house. You'd be fucking giving these dogs up like in about 30 minutes. We deal with some really difficult dogs. And a lot of folks send their dogs to us, but some people don't have the budget or they're not geographically close enough. And we have dogs that come in from, we had a dog that came in from California here. They come in from Texas. They come in from Canada. But a lot of people can't do that. And that doesn't mean they don't love their dog. Like the people that take their dogs to us don't love their dogs any more or less than the people that don't take their dogs to us. They don't. They just have the financial resources and um, they're they're, they're geographically close. And some people are like, well, if it meant a lot to you, you'd pay for it. Well, I don't know about that. Like not too many people have an extra three to $5,000 lying around. And that doesn't make you a bad dog owner if you don't. That's why we put out so many free resources out there. But I have a lot of empathy for folks that have to put down a dog because of aggression or or surrender their dog because of aggression. Because if I had a dog that was biting my kids, I couldn't keep it. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I care way more about human life and safety than a dog, especially when it's my own fucking family. So... I got huge empathy. So for folks that are stopping biting, kudos to you. Next. Mm-hmm. David Smith. Been hey. training since my beatdown. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't lost much ground. Love the tough love. <laughs> Thanks, David. Thanks. The beatdown. Yeah, David. Yeah, but David, I noticed your fucking wallet got dried up. Right? All right. <laughs> Okay, Dave, David. Instead of David, instead of doing a super chat with us, he fucking went to the bar. He went to the bar. I don't blame he, him. he spent all. He drowned his sorrows. <laughs> and David, if you're if you're if you're sober like I am, uh, no offense, right? That's... Oh, Montana. She never does it to her siblings or dogs. She knows usually when we are off leash hiking and a dog runs up to her and yeah. starts sniffing her face. You know what? I mean, that's so. I would. I would be really careful about that. It doesn't take much for an off-leash dog to get, you know, to literally destroy your dog. So I would, when I would keep your dog a little bit closer to in a proper heel, advocate for your dog. Absolutely. You can't be, like, you, you can't bonk the dog in the middle of the trail. So I would keep your dog next to you when you have off-leash dogs. If I had a, York, if I had a six pound Yorkie, that's what it is, six pound Yorkie. Mm-hmm. If I had a six pound Yorkie and I was walking, hiking, and a dog came towards me, I would pick up my dog just to let you know I would like, so I, we've got two chihuahuas. If I was hiking with my chihuahuas and a dog came running towards me or even walking towards me, I pick up my dog. 
Absolutely. Now, if I had a, a rat terrier, I wouldn't, you know, you know, or a dachshund, I probably wouldn't. But, you know, a Yorkie, I would. Chihuahua, I would. Next. Um, David Smith says he's still planning on Vegas. Nice. Yeah, guys, Vegas is going to be huge. Next. Roxy. Hi, Jeff. I have a 12-week pup. What should I be teaching him? Um, Everything. Everything. Um, number one, going in a crate and shutting up. Get on a good housebreaking schedule, number one. Um, uh, start with all your base. And this is all with food protocols, by the way. Everything is food. You can do a clicker. You can do the word yes. Um, <coughs> uh, what you can do is you're going to be teaching sit, down, place. You can do 50 recalls a day because you're rewarding with a piece of kibble or two every single time. You can do some luring stuff. You can do confidence building under things, over things. Make that dog work for its food. Set up a little obstacle course in your house. Set up an obstacle course in your backyard, in your front yard, in your side yard. You know, take your dog to places and like that they have to got to like, you know, kids jungle gyms and things like that. Just watch out for the jumping off of things. Um, going up steps, going down steps, different surfaces, all food-based stuff. Next. Karen, GSD lover. Dog repeats negative behaviors about every month. He eats raw, exercises, gets training, fairly structured. He isn't creative, but does practice place. Thought I was consistent, but will reassess. Thoughts? Um, why don't you create your dog? I just got kicked off here. Yeah, create, create your dog. You know, even if it's good out of the crate, it's a great leadership skill. Once a month, it's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but I mean, it's not bad. I mean, my dogs fuck up once a month, right? So, you know, maybe a little bit more consistency, maybe a higher level correction, but I mean, give your dog a reminder. Next. Uh, Stephanie, best ways to keep off-leash dogs away. I usually put my dog in sit behind me and use my legs to create space, but sometimes feel like I'm going in circles. Anything else that gets dogs to move away? Yeah, bear spray. Bear spray. Deploy it. Dog ain't coming by you. I know. Sounds mean. Kick the dog. Carry a hiking stick. Yeah. It's, it's, that, that, if you're brand new to my show, that all sounds harsh, but you don't hear about the dogs that are killed on killed by off-leash dogs or you're attacked by off-leash dogs or injured by off-leash dogs. It's a humongous problem right now. We live in a very, um, in a, in a society where everybody feels entitled that their dog can be off-leash. So the rules don't apply to them and their dog is well-behaved. And it's usually my dog is friendly chomp. No. So I'm a big advocate of keeping off-leash dogs away. So obviously it, you gotta, you gotta gauge it. You, you gotta gauge. It's like, okay. What's going on here? Um, it's like, okay, you've got some intent there. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want any dog by me. Next. Melissa posted a link to the merch. Oh, thanks, Melissa. David Smith. Haven't lost much ground. Not drunk, I swear. Cool, David. Uh, Leesboro. Attending April in Wisconsin with a dog. Leash reactive to cars. Frantic in car. Frantic in-house when seeing cars outside. Can you help with those? Every one of those. Every one of those. Yeah. As long as we got cars there, we'll fix it. So someone's driving a car. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it. Comp create got my Griff running on the treadmill. Thanks to your video. She's up to 25 minutes at three and a half Damn. miles per hour. She seems to do great, but hugs my leg. I tried to do small corrections with prong collar, but comes back. What I want you to do is step off the treadmill and sit down in a chair, take the chair, face it away from the console. All right. So, it, so it's like you're, you're facing the opposite way of your dog. So your body is where the dog sort of is running and just hold the leash like that. Try that next. 
Yeah. You're standing there for 25 minutes? Fuck that. <laughs> Laura, I want to know if David has been slacking again. Does he need to pay his dues to the training god? No, no. <laughs> Karen, hi, Jay and Jay. Thank you for all you do. We have a 12-month-old pit rescue. And before we discovered y'all, I started him at three months on rally and agility. Nice. He's very smart and high drive. We are now working to slow everything down for him with our speed, our commands, everything. Good. I wish we would have discovered you guys first. Wondering if we need to stop the agility and just work on e-collar for a while. No. Number one, don't stop the agility. Number one, um, also take the word rescue out of your vocabulary. You have a 12-month-old dog, so you have a one-year-old dog. Um, to have the dog have an on-off switch, having your dog have an on-off switch. The big lie out there is that, that if you teach calmness, you take away the dog's drive. It's the biggest line of bullshit out there. It's the biggest line of bullshit out there. And it's like, no, you don't. It's like my dogs, my dogs can perform at a very high level and spend – probably 90% of the day doing nothing because like I don't have them like involved with like 20 different things, you know, like a lot of people do. So no, have your dogs learn how to do nothing. Calm on command. Next. Um, David Smith, he says between pay, I'm not rich. Just sending my training <laughs> budget on you for your free help. <laughs> Thanks, David. Thanks. Appreciate it. Comp create. Signed up for local did trainer before finding you two weeks ago. Uh, first class was Wednesday. I asked about jumping and was told to ignore it and turn back. I quit classes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. That's a, who said that? Comp create. It's comp create. So good move on your part. That's a good test. How to find a good trainer. Ask them one question. Ask them one question. It's like a job interview. So a job interview, there's like that one question you would ask. Like they, they, they wouldn't expect, right? But with a dog trainer, this is a good way to find a dog trainer. It's not guaranteed. Well, it's guaranteed how not to get a bad one. How about that? It doesn't guarantee you how to get a good one, but it's guaranteed you how not to get a bad one. How do you stop jumping? If the word punishment or correction or anything that sounds like that is not in there, do not hire them. Don't hire them. Because that means they are, they're against the word no. But talk to any ER doctor, any ER nurse, any person that works in an ER in general or a hospital in general. Ask them, do you guys get more injuries on humans for dog bites or dogs jumping and dogs knocking people, I mean, pulling people down on a walk, but we'd have to separate that out. So there's three different categories. You got jumping, pulled down on a walk or jumping. Dog bites are probably a, a minuscule amount and a jumping industry, jumping injuries, which are not more also more frequent, but they're more expensive. Because a dog, a dog bite is theoretically an inexpensive fix. It's a very inexpensive fix. You can actually even do it yourself if you wanted to, if you had the proper equipment. That ain't rocket science. You buy yourself a damn staple gun from a pet supply place. And then you just got to learn how to flush it out. And then you have to go get antibiotics. But a lot of the times you want to leave the wounds open anyway, because and what you got to do interior staples. That's a little bit more complicated. But you can always do butterflies. Just make your own damn butterfly band-aids if you wanted to. But 
a lot of the wounds you want to leave open anyway, so they can they can fully they can fully heal. But dislocated hip, I mean, not too many of us can fucking do that, right? Broken bone, I'm not. You know, we're not qualified to do that. Um, we had a top chat from Flipper Swooper. Oh, what is it? Uh, when I e-collar my dog for reacting to another dog on the leash, he makes a big yelp at low volumes, yeah. forty-five. Then he goes back to reacting to seem it higher. Yeah. So your 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 timing forty-five is not low, by the way. Um, your timing is your timing is your timing's off. So get it earlier, get it earlier, and your dog's still in a state of arousal. So you might have to create some distance. You might have to nail the dog earlier. You also might want to try a dominant dog tower. Google it. Look it up. Go to Learberg's website. If Ray Allen has them, go to rayallen.com. See if Ray Allen has them. Next. Uh, Compre gave $2. Says, love you guys. Come to Eastern PA. On Eastern PA. Compre8. You're fucking local. <laughs> Give me a break. Come to Eastern PA. You come to Rhode Island. Come to Rhode Island. Come to Frederick, Maryland. Come to New Jersey. There's three seminars that are all very close to you. Hell, come to Buffalo, New York. Fly out to Vegas for the weekend. But there's four seminars that are very drivable for you. Very drivable. Next. Um, Karen, we create, feed, raw, and practice structure in the house. Awesome. Laura, so happy I came across your channel and content. You're both the greatest advocate for owners and dogs. Thanks, Laura. Roxy, thanks, Jeff. He can sit and come, but he seems scared to go out to the toilet outside hmm. unless we are there. Thanks for all your vids. I've been watching all of them. Huh. I mean, if you don't, if you've got a fenced-in yard, you just put him back there, but it's no big deal just to bring the dog out there and wait till it pisses, but sort of a pain in the ass on inclement weather. Next. Um, Hoswa. Yep. How can I create calmness when applying the prong? They get overly excited every time they see the prong or e-collar. They're created and I let them out one at a time. I work in the emergency room. Most injuries come from dogs pulling their owners. A recent patient had fractured clavicle and 20 head staples. There you go. That's probably, unless you've been mauled by a dog, that's, 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 you know, there's not too many dog bites that are that bad. So, um, Hoswa, what I would do is this. It sounds crazy. It sounds counterproductive because people want dogs to enjoy the walk. Dog comes out of the crate. It's all excited. Say no, bonk, no, bonk. You throw this at them, at their head. And I get it. I hear I hear the people screaming, oh, my God, no, they're excited to go on the walk. It's like, okay. I know you're excited. This isn't a fucking football game. All right, we're not in the stands rooting for our favorite team here. All right, you're in a movie theater. There's a certain way to behave. And unless you're watching like, what are those movies again? Jackass. <laughs> you're watching Jackass. Hmm. You know, so uh, uh, I don't even know if they make that anymore. <laughs> they make those anymore. I know. So. Um, We're all too old. Right. Uh, what I want you to do is you do that. Then you then put the equipment on them next. Uh, David Smith loves a new RV. Jealous. I take that for hunting instead of a tent. Yeah. David, you want to buy my new one? The new one? My old one, I mean, <laughs> for you? Yeah. I didn't even show the bathroom and the bedroom photos either on that. I didn't have them at the time because it was being, it was in the paint booth. It was going into the paint booth. It was on the, it's on the floor of the, um, the manufacturing facility. So it was about to head into the paint booth. So I couldn't get photos. 
Um, so I, but I finally got some photos um, before it, w- it went into the final paint booth. So it's being painted this week. Uh, uh, so it'll be ready for, it'll be ready in about three weeks next. Nice. Leesboro. My daughter is an ER doc, treated a woman whose dog pulled her off two steps, shattered her arm in five places. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Pulling dogs. Big problem. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, Josua, when is the breakfast with Joel ticket going up? <laughs> We can always put it up. Um, it's going to be up by Wednesday next. It's more, it's more like the workout with Joel. David Smith. I'm sorry. I'll be what we should do. Workout. I, I could get on board. Yeah. All right. David Smith. I can't do what would Jeff do? Hoodie. My younger brother is Jeff. Way too much confusion. Maybe <laughs> I'm hey, Maybe I'm not mad. I'm passionate. That would be good. <laughs> Four, $4.99 top chat. Um, from Karen, thank you for the great advice. We will continue agility and rally and everything else will be slowed down or doing nothing in place. Good job, Karen. Yeah. Don't let any trainer tell you you can't, you'll ruin the drive of the dog. You know how hard it is to ruin the drive in a dog? It's really hard to ruin driving dog. You know, I, I could do it if I wanted to. I wouldn't. That doesn't make sense. Um, but you can just, just turn it on and turn it off. That's it. Next. That's it for now. That's it for now? Mm-hmm. It looks like we might only be an hour show. Your hip's killing you? Oh my God, it's so bad. Really? Yeah. Hence why I'm like sitting here like this and you keep getting mad at me fidgeting. I'm not getting mad at you for fidgeting. Like, <laughs> stop fucking fidgeting. Uh, Karen, GSD lover. Um, nope, Kaylee J. Found yeah. out my roommate has issue with me not allowing people to pet my whiny dog. My only thought is he's not your dog. Get over it. Constant struggle with some people with this. So yeah, tell your roommate to get a fucking life. I mean, it's like your roommate, like if you were, if you were, Okay, how about this? Here we go. Let's negotiate. Is your roommate an anti? Does your roommate smoke? See, this is probably the worst example to give, but because I I can't stand the smell of smoke. But does your roommate do you have smoking in the house? No. So light up a fucking cigarette. Say yeah, you're you're done. You're, yeah, come on. Let him pet. You, you you go ahead. You're they can pet the dog, and as soon every time they pet the dog, light up a cigarette. Even if you don't smoke, just fucking light it up and put it in an ashtray. Do we have a problem here? Uh, oh, oh, wait, you don't like, oh, you don't like the smoke? Oh, that's okay, though, because I don't give a fuck about what you say, because you don't give a fuck about what I say. So you want people to pet the dog after I've said no, because it's my dog. I'm lighting up a cigarette. Simple. There should be no problem, right? Next. Um, Karen GSD lover. Many times my dogs have been attacked by loose yeah. dogs. Pepper spray doesn't work. Difficult to kick a dog when running in circles. I'm concerned about back spray from bear spray can damage eyes. Yeah, well, it can. The cool thing about bear spray, number one, you got to check for wind. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, dog. Hold on a moment. Take out a handkerchief. <laughs> All right. So, hey, dog, can you run over there? Gotcha. The cool thing about bear spray, it projects really far. It's a good projector because the bear shouldn't be that close to you. So pepper spray is for close quarter deployment. Okay. Pepper spray is for a close quarter deployment. Pepper spray is effective if you're actually, someone is actually physically on you or they're like within an arm's reach. Bear spray is like, if a, if a bear is in an arm's reach, like your face is gone. (laughs) So, so you definitely want to be able to deploy it like from a distance. So get yourself some bear spray. Next. Um, Comp create says no. 
Laura. Did I miss here, or is there going to be special room rates for Vegas? I looked up the Flamingo and said small dogs only. Is there any exception for the seminar for us GSD owners? Um, I didn't know they had a small dog only thing, but there should be. But there's going to be room rates posted. We're going to be posting the link next week. As soon as I get it, mm-hmm. will you make sure that I contact um, – or contact the flamingo about like you guys aren't putting weight restrictions on our dogs. I play. I hope next. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoswa says we can take a nice jog. I'm down. Nice. There you go. Sam, been watching your videos, following you for a couple of months now. I brought structure in my American staff's life, and we are off leash training with e collar right now. He is a much better dog. Thank you, Sam. You're a fucking hero. Nice. Nice. Comp create. One dog is chill and sleeping one minute and gets up and starts running all around the house like grease lightning. <laughs> How to correct. Don't know if I can get her with a bonker. Stim best. Yeah, I'd stim her next. Grease lightning. That's great. Laura, maybe Karen could try the dressage whip to create space or scare the shit out of attacking dog. Yep. So you could. Um, what you can do is you, absol- you absolutely you absolutely can use a dressage whip. That's that those, That's highly effective. Uh, Laura, yeah, looked at bring Fido info on Flamingo and small dogs only. Yeah, let me talk to my contact there. He's got connects. Yeah, let me talk to my contact there because the deal was people can bring their dogs. So let me figure that out. Let me figure that out if we get an exception on that. Next. Um, Karen, GSD lover, I've got a can of bear spray. The can is quite large. It states that it's illegal to use for anything other than bears. I walk in the city, not too many bears here. <laughs> so Karen, it is a large can. I've got one too. I actually keep one in my RV, um, as well as, you know, a small baseball bat and a couple of different guns. Um, like most RVers do. But guys, please don't be robbing RVers. You'll get shot. Um, uh, and just because it's illegal to use it, that doesn't mean you don't use it. Next. Um, Flipper Swooper. For off-leash heel, I want my dog checking in with me frequently. How do I do this? Should I click treat every time he looks up at me? That's a good way to shape it, yes. Um, LMS909, how do you know if your dog is ready to graduate from their crate? I don't because I believe in crating. I believe in crating. I'm a huge fan of crating. So, you know, how do you know? If you want your dog out of the crate, how do you know? Leave your dog out of the crate and see what happens. But I, I believe that when owners aren't home, crating is a good policy. It just it so much can go wrong. So much can go wrong. Next. Um, Laura, thank you. Really wanting to come and husband is almost on board. LOL. So Laura, if your dog if your dog, if your <laughs> husband if your husband doesn't want to come to the seminar, it's Vegas. Like there's tons of things to do in Vegas. Like just tons of stuff to do there. It's Vegas. So just be like, honey, why don't we go? Right? Why don't we go? We'll fuck all night, get a complimentary breakfast. I'll go to the show and you can do whatever you want to do. Like, who would say no to that? Like, if, if he says no to that, there's always like, you know, Tinder, match.com, eHarmony. Next. Um, Nicole had a chai come. Chi? Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know these small dogs. Come at my 50-pound pit mix, tried to save its life and keep them apart. Fell down, tangled in leash, wearing a dress, legs in the air, keeping them apart with my arms. Thank God, no video. <laughs> I wish there was some. <laughs> legs in the air, keeping them apart. That's Nicole. 
I've got the best fans. <laughs> you could have left that detail out, but we're glad you put it in there. That's right. Calm create. At sink doing dishes and dog counter serves when I'm not ready to correct is a push down and no helpful or try to set up scenario when I'm ready and stem. So is it helpful? It gets the dog to get off the, cou- the counter, but it doesn't train the dog. Set it up. Set it up. Yep, that's what we do. We set it up. At my seminars, I put pizza on the table. I walk a dog over there on a leash, and I like walk it right up to that table. And what does it do? It gets up on the table to eat the pizza. I correct it. So I demonstrate counter surfing protocols at my seminars. Next. Montana, should I reward my dog for checking in whenever we are off leash? She runs up and then runs back. Should I reward? Absolutely. Yeah. Say, hey, good job. Pet, pet, pet. Go play. Laura says, I told him what you said. Vegas, baby, and other incentives. (laughs) Ha ha. He's probably already packing his bags. (laughs) It's in September, right? So you got eight months, but his bags are packed. Honey, his bags are packed. Every morning he'll be like, we going to Vegas today? We going to Vegas today? We going to Vegas today? Next. You might go to Vegas four times before the damn seminar. Roxy, do you plan to come to Australia? I've been to Australia once. I was in the beautiful, um, the beautiful city of Cairns and then spent some time up in Port Douglas. And I had a fantastic time. I love to come back. Um, I need in Australia, Australia is a little bit strange. Um, as far as the rules with tools. So um, I would have to be, I can't be in the, a lot of the Southern part of it. Um, so from pretty much Brisbane up, I can be, I can also be over in Perth. Um, so I would love to come back. I loved it over there. I'd be more than happy to come back. Um, I've got a pretty good fan base over there. Actually looking at my analytics on YouTube. Um, I've got, I mean, I know I've got a big, a big following over there. Uh, so you I, take I, me, right? I'd like to, sure. Great. Um, of course. Leesboro, dog fearful of training, even only inside for now. Submissive peeing when we start. How to turn this around? Okay, submissive peeing is. We have a dog. There, there's a dog that came in. Did you guys see the Instagram picture today? The dog up on the um, uh, the, climb. the climbs, and Brittany is there. That's a dog that pisses constantly. Everyone's like, easy. Like when the dog came in, people were like, oh my god, it's going to be such an easy dog. I'd rather have the dog bite us. Every time it pissed. He's already getting better. Yeah. But I mean, it's like piss everywhere. So what do you do? Take away all affection. No affection. Massive structure. All food-based training, but don't let the dog get aroused. So it's methodical. Leash on. Sit. Down. Place. Good. Nothing excited at all. Next. Nicole says, keeping the dogs apart. <laughs> Nicole, please. <laughs> Next. LMS 909. I have a little dog, 14 pounds. What is max time limit in crate? I work 10-hour days and only pay a walker two days a week for now. Um, what I would do is I'd try to find the funds for those other days that the, that you can't pay the walker for. I would try to use the, take the money from maybe your coffee, your eating out budget. I would try to do that or flip a bunch of stuff on Facebook marketplace. You know what I mean? I, I would, I would, I would try to do something. I would try to get, I would try to do that. 10 hours is pushing it and you're that, that's pushing it next. Um, Hosue. Last time you definitely did Hosua. <laughs> okay. 
My eight-month-old GSD, the one that was jumping over the eight-foot fence, has improved kind of one day at a time. I ordered my What Would Jeff Do gear. Awesome. It's Ho... Sue? Ho Sue? Yeah, Ho Sue. Ho Sue. Yep. Uh, E-H is A. I know, but last time he put W-A-H. Oh, got it. Like, wow. Maybe it's a typo this time. Next. Unless we have two on here, because I never read the last names. Sahar... When two of us are working with the two dogs at the same time, he with one, me with the other, dogs get confused, his break command with mine. Is it better not to work with them at the same time? Um, you can say name of dog break, name of dog break, and then you correct for the one that does break to the other dog's name. Next. LMS 909, when is the Buffalo Seminar? I, go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. It's coming up. Yeah, Melissa <laughs> so, posted it. Yeah, in go July. to jeffgelmanseminars.com. It's there. I actually don't know the dates of, of, of it, but it's we've got 17 scheduled for 2019. I'm looking for at least three more dates somewhere. I want to do 20 next. Nice. Roxy, come to Perth. Yeah, so Perth, I've got good contacts in Perth. Um, we actually scheduled one in Perth. Two years ago, I got very little interest back then. I think things have changed. Um, a colleague of mine was just actually in Perth um, doing a seminar. Um, so we might be able to get some interest next. David Smith, serious for a change. Rocky is a bit shy, collar shy lately. Am I using it too much for correction than training? Could be. Could be. Um, Morgan, looking forward to a Skype call with you tomorrow morning. Baloo is muzzled and on place right now. We have a Skype tomorrow? Shit. Oh, that's right, Morgan. I remember that. You're, you're, you're a Patreon uh, uh, person. Thank you so much. Let me just check. We might, we might adjust the time right now. Sunday, 10 to 10.30. I'll be there. Next. Um, Laura, what's the maximum amount of time you leave an e-caller on for? Well, theoretically, you're supposed to sw- switch it every four to six hours. But what do you do if your dog has to have it in the crate all night long? You can't. So just check for pressure source. Next. Flipper Swooper, do you use a 180 move off leash too with e-collar? It's a godsend with the prong on leash. No, that's a prong leash protocol. Next. Morgan laughs. She said, that's funny. Glad to remind you. No, it would. it's in my phone. I don't look at my, I get up every morning at 430. That's when I, that's when I see my schedule because I don't schedule anything that early. So I know I'm not going to miss anything at 430 in the morning. So um, I, I, plus I get an alarm an hour before I set my alarms an hour before. Um, so I wouldn't have missed it. Next. That's it. That's it. All right. In worst case scenario, I have a, a I can I can Skype from my phone. I can Skype from my phone. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna um, we'll do the last couple of questions, but we're gonna end the show right now. Um, it's been a long night. Joelle is ready to go home. Um, how common do you recommend to to e Well, we recommend e cowers to everybody. A two dog, so I'm not sure. So if we, if the question is how how often do we recommend e-cower train your dog to every single dog we work with? So we we love the e-cower train dogs. It's we find it not a last resort. We find it like the best way to train a dog. You know, it's not the only way, but to get off leash reliability, to get state of mind, to get breakthrough all the distractions. It's a great, it's a fantastic way. Next. Um, Laura, not a question, but found that without much success using regular or thick fur contacts, a bungee collar makes sure boss feels it. Next, yeah. Morgan, sorry, I meant two e collars. Oh, two e collars. Um, two e- in the sport dog community, I think it's more popular, so you get a universal stem. We use a double e collar on some of our serious aggression dogs, serious aggression cases. So, 
I don't know, 12 times a year we have to have a, on a we have to use it. I mean, 12 times a year on it, on it, on it, 12 different dogs, maybe tops next. Um, Sados, I just want to say thank you both for being so awesome. Struggled with getting good contact with e-collar. Made it tighter like you suggested, and it's been all up from there. Awesome. Proud of you. All right, guys. We're going to close out the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. The next show is Monday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for checking us out. Remember, go to all of our different platforms, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Go to our Patreon channel. and Just go to solidkninetraining.com. Everything is there. For all the people that are engaged with us, thank you so much. For all the top chat folks, thank you so much. For all the people that just ask questions, thank you a lot. I really, really appreciate it. I love the engagement. You know, you can keep engaging with us on Instagram, on YouTube. We have comments have been opened up now on all the new YouTube videos for the last five weeks. Um, there's just so much going on. So I really, really appreciate it. And uh, don't forget, we'll be in Florida in um, the weekend of the 2nd of February, Seattle, the weekend of the 9th of February. All right. Madly in love with all you guys. Take care.